0: Log Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and cool, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight.
1: Welcome welcome to 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 the the crisis. Crisis. And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you to this episode of the show, where tonight we're talking about the Gogi Geek Keith's film pick of the week, Tetsuo, the Iron Man, from 1989 and directed by Shinya Sukamoto. So before we get into all of that metal goodness, we're, of course, joined by the bold and the beautiful, the Golgi Keith. Moshe,
2: Moshe, 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 Hello, everybody, and welcome <laughs> to a very strange night of Talking Terror.
1: Very experimental, very strange, very metal. Uh movie we have to talk about later on in the show, excited to talk about that, but of course we're also joined by a psychotic simian, the prince on Moore's day, yes, get funky with the mad monkey?
3: That's right, King, it's Talking Terror time, and I prepped no notes, so fuck it, just like and subscribe to Talking Terror on Facebook and Instagram, let's just roll with this because it's going to be a fun second half of this episode, moving on, <laughs>
0: hmm.
3: well,
1: you, you still take notes? I'm impressed, usually I do all the notes, I do the narration, so I leave it to you guys (laughs) to just sit back and enjoy the movie. I kind of like that. Look at you, showing up for work, (laughs) taking notes. I mean, not tonight, obviously. (laughs) Big caveat being not (laughs) perpetual, but for all the
3: other ones, yeah, he's there, pen and pad, taking notes. (laughs) When we get there, we're going to get there, but yeah, it's going to be fun when we get there. It's all about the journey getting there, isn't it, folks? (laughs) (laughs) Kenny
1: Contestolo, a 1989 metal cyberpunk-type movie (laughs) that had two other movies that I have to watch now. Intrigued. Yep. But we're going to talk about that later on in the show. Uh, We're supposed to be joined by the dean any moment now. He's always fashionably late. Uh, So you guys have anything you want to talk about before we get there?
3: Well, I wanted to ask you, King, if you caught it and wanted to get your opinions about... The actual, you know, since we talk about wrestling here, the, 30, you know, the 30th anniversary of Raw <laughs> that they covered on Monday night. Uh, unfortunately, I was not <laughs> able to catch it. I had to work late and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. you caught it, right? I did. I watched the whole thing. Raw 30, Raw Triple X. You know, we made it 30 years
1: of Monday Night Raw, and it was fun. Um, you had uh, Hulk Hogan start off the show, but, of course, he had mic problems. So like every other word was being heard. So they eventually had to bring him another mic and, you know, it was just kind of like one of those things where I don't think he knew what to do anymore. So he just started pumping his like, you know, muscles and he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, he's done. He doesn't know what else to say. (laughs) 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 You know, um, you know, Farouk, you know, showed up, John Bradshaw, Layfield, all those guys. Uh, Taker showed up to do a segment with Bray Wyatt and LA night where he showed up as the American badass on his motorcycle which is very cool. Uh, he said something to Bray Wyatt, but we don't know what it is, so it's been a great thing all week. Um, and, of course, they did have the tribal court uh, for Sami Zayn, where he's on thin ice with the bloodline, as far as uh, Roman is concerned. So we're going to see how things play out on Saturday for Royal Rumble. And, unfortunately, the biggest thing I was disappointed about was, in fact, that Becky Lynch is supposed to have a steel cage match against Bayley, but they cut it completely because the bloodline segment took too long. So they just had no time for it. So uh, they just uh, saw it real quick, him. Becky got hurt. So yeah.
0: Ah. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, disappointed. Yeah, they just they just let it go by the wayside. They're like uh, the bloodline segment took too long. So real quick, they just beat up Becky Lynch and they're like, aha, we're out of here. And I was like, damn, like everybody's looking forward to that match. I know I was, but we got
4: robbed because they is, just didn't have enough Ch- time. Is is Chief Jay but, Strongbow going to be there? He was there in spirit.
3: Hey, it's the team with,
4: with Junker Dog. What about Kabuto? He was there in spirit.
1: No, he was not. What, I think he's dead, so I don't think he's there.
4: Yeah. So. What Here's about Kabuki. Bob you Knight? Know,
1: mean, he would have been there, but he's he's running around somewhere. He's still alive. So. what, but, what well, about Big son? He's dead, so he wouldn't be there. <laughs> so, you you know I mean you could bring up a whole bunch of other people that died. I'm pretty sure they were there in spirit. You know, somewhere Chris Benoit was there. You know, just running around, and Eddie Guerrero was there, and you know, China somewhere. But no, but uh, they did
4: have IRS.
1: Bray Wyatt's dead. He took, think- take some money away from Vancouver.
4: What about Davy Boy Smith?
1: You know, he's dead. That's Prince Bulldog. He's gone. I
4: think he met Kamala. <laughs>
0: He said, said, Oh my friends died, but I'm pretty sure he died. All my friends say (laughs) died. (laughs) The the great Kabuki, did they (laughs) die?
4: Yeah, I know who he's talking about. I don't think he's around anymore. Great
0: Kabuki, dude.
4: But yeah, we're talking about Kamala Kabuki. Oh, okay. What about the Texas tornado?
1: (laughs) No, wasn't there." And they're really going back now with, with Texas Tornado. <laughs> no, wasn't there. Um, Coco Beware wasn't there. Kamala wasn't there. You know. Versus what about Axe and
0: Smash?
1: No. I don't think they've had connections with the WWE for, like, decades. So I don't think, I think
3: the Demolition, Dean is just going you know through all of his be. old WWF action figures and seeing if anyone's still alive.
1: <laughs> Ted DiBiase was there, so that was kind of cool. And IRS and, you know. DDP with the diamond cutter during poker. That was nice. So, yeah. So we, we got a couple. The Rock, not there because The Rock wants to get paid. So they're not willing to do it. So he's like, oh, I'm out of shape. I can't be in time for WrestleMania. He's like, no, yeah, they just wouldn't cut you a big enough check because apparently he <laughs> thinks he's worth that much.
3: Oh, shit. <laughs> he, he's actually saying that he's not in shape for wrestling. <laughs> yeah,
1: he said that he's not in the right shape yet. The dude fucking works out every day, all day. Like that's all he does when he's yeah. not doing movies or appearances. So what?
3: Yeah, we know, we know a you've seen him like Adam. <laughs> we we've
2: seen that difference. So there's a difference between being like, hey, I'm a big dude ring that shape. has like big rippling muscles and everything, and hey, I'm a big dude with big muscles that's gonna get in the ring and do a bunch of fucking you know athletic maneuvers including fucking tossing myself and other people around. You know, could The Rock come in and sell us a fucking load of bullshit and everybody would cheer and be happy? Yes, he could. But, you know, I'd like to think he'd rather come in there and actually perform, you know, to to the proper levels. Uh, does it have something to do with money? Uh, probably. But, you know, I don't probably. know. The Rock is, is, is not all that... Uh, you know, I don't know. He's, he's he's not sitting pretty right now considering the whole DC thing kind of took a
3: shit. So, yeah. Yeah, that sucks for him. That it didn't yeah, and I think the way yeah. he thought it would. And I, th- and I think Young Rock is probably on its last leg as well, too. Well, there's not that much story left to tell.
1: <laughs> like they're, they're burning through <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind
2: of know where he goes as
0: far as things happen, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, whether it's money or a ring shape, who knows? I mean, I'm looking forward to the Rumble, you know, this week uh, on Saturday and, and seeing who is the ultimate victor, but it won't really matter because they're not taking it off of Roman Reigns anytime soon. So might as well just be Austin Theory at this point. Oh, shit, I was. <laughs> oh, I would love it if it was He's like, alive. He's in. He's, <laughs> in. he's, <laughs>
0: he's in the Rumble.
1: <laughs> the, the Kabuki man. No, not quite. Or, you know, Tajiri, or one of those others from ECW. Oh, shit, it's a Sandman. Uh,
2: Tajiri, the fucking spider.
1: <laughs> yeah, the green mist. Yeah. I fucking love Tajiri and ECW, but, yeah. No, so. But, yeah, no, it was, it was a great time, you know, seeing all these people. Even Alundra Blaze, you know, came back, and she was wearing her old ring gear, and I was like, that's kind of nice. That's a throwback. Her dumping her women's championship on WCW and then a trash. After she left WWF, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's badass, but no. So, it, it was a lot of fun. I know the Bellas weren't very happy that they weren't asked to be a part of it. And I was like, well, you know, you've got like 13 reality shows, so hard to keep track.
3: Yeah, and they just are not looking good these days, man. They are just looking rough. <laughs> <laughs> no, you
1: know, they're out of the spotlight doing their reality shows, so they're fine doing reality. That's fine, but... You know, I, I you know somebody said that they might appear at a Rumble. You know, like uh, I don't know, I wouldn't care. Just have them dumped out real quick. I'm more excited to see what happens with the main roster.
3: You know, maybe Becky wins but again. But know, that's what. The, but that's what. But that's why I always love the Rumble is because you you never know who's going to show up. You know, and I try to avoid all spoilers if possible. You know, I try what? to avoid checking checking out the card. You know, the, the month before. You know, the, the Rumble just because it was the very first WWF pay-per-view I ever saw, and I fucking loved it. You know? (laughs) It's just, yeah. Yeah. So, therefore, it is always my favorite pay-per-view of the year.
1: What about Wendy Richter? What about Wendy
4: Richter? Definitely wasn't there. I think she's also gone. Is she going to be there?
1: Uh Um, She comes back from the grave, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I don't think he's around. This what show,
4: about actually. the fabulous moolah
1: dead many years ago, including Mae West? May West is also very much gone. So both of those May ones are part of
0: it.
1: Mae
3: Young. Yeah, but if you want to, if,
0: if
3: you want to Google search about, go ahead and do a Google search, Dean, about them
4: and puppies. All right.
3: Wendy Richter is not dead. <laughs> okay, well,
4: what am I, I, what do you I want me Google? That what am I Google searching?
3: Yeah, go ahead and Google "fabulous young and puppies" and enjoy.
0: Ooh, <laughs> oh no,
3: no,
1: Don't do that.
0: <laughs>
3: I
1: mean, true, hey, yo, did yo. give birth to Mark Henry's child? She a hand
0: back in the day. So. Yeah, <laughs> I was just
2: about to say she gave birth to a hand once. <laughs> that was something. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, back in the day, I don't WDF see anything about May Young puppies. and moolah and puppies. No.
1: he's talking about May Young showing her fucking tits, and
4: it was fucking just. Oh, horrifying. I, I, it, what are we seven? When was the last time anybody called them puppies? Jerry uh, Wallace, well, that, 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 that was the deal. back then, that was the story. They
2: called them in the show. <laughs>
1: was,
4: uh, I must have missed that episode. <laughs>
2: it was a gimmick. They, they yeah. were calling them puppies.
4: Yeah.
1: So, yeah. yeah, so um, and to end it with the it was, Dean the part us how cool by wrestling.
2: mocking, you know, WWE fans, yeah. so, you know, <laughs> wrestling fans what about Rock and Roll. Just know you have the scorn of the dean because he's way too cool for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: but, wrestling uh, was the greatest till about 1993.
1: No, I mean it was good, but it didn't get really good Until '97. 96, 97 during the Monday Night Wars with Nitro and fucking Raw. Like, that was the age to win. (laughs) Because they just fucking threw the script away. And they were just like, let's do whatever (laughs) the fuck we want.
4: Couldn't disagree more.
1: I don't know. I mean, I I love the golden age of wrestling back in the late 80s and early 90s, but that fucking Attitude Era, that was just like, no fucking buddy cares. Like, we're going to show whatever the fuck we want. We're going to have Stone Cold Steve Austin break into Brian Tillman's house where Brian Tillman has a fucking gun. And he's gonna be firing off around as Stone Cold beats up people outside. Like, what oh, the fuck, man? <laughs> like, yes, this isn't anymore. <laughs> this is just like an action, <laughs> you
0: know?
1: Or Edge and Lita having a live sex show in the middle of the ring. Oh God, I just missed oh. that. Oh,
0: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Not, yeah.
2: not
1: the dean's WWF. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. But not the real American. Not my West.
4: champion. I'm a real American. I love
1: Girl Monsoon. <laughs> well, he was good too, yeah, but still. Um, yeah, but the best was uh, Rick Flair did show up uh, to introduce Charlotte Flair, who is now the women's champion. But of course, we forgot about the last time we saw Rick Flair. He said that he had knocked up Lacey Evans, and Charlotte Flair hated him and said, you're not my dad. So, yeah, we forgot about that storyline. Like, for Raw 30, yeah, we're just going to pretend like it never happened. And Rick Flair is just going to, you know, Ooh, pat his thing. chest and go, woo!
0: You know, <laughs>
1: yeah, best, for, best left forgotten.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, Well, now Lacey Evans is being trained by Sergeant Slaughter, you know. So we're going to see how that turns out. I mean, the Slaughter's coming back. I'm all for it, but we'll see how that storyline goes with the Cobra. Uh, I wonder
3: if his chin's gotten any bigger.
1: <laughs> she's going. <laughs> I know she's going,
2: but she's going back to that like whole American vixen route thing that she she was starting. Oh, no,
1: no, to- no. She's going oh, the whole. I was a fucking marine and I fucking trained, and I fucking saw war, and I'm fucking a badass, and I have the Cobra Clutch now. And then they're going to introduce Sergeant Slaughter as her manager and trainer, so, you know, have to stay tuned for that, see how that plays out, because they've tried so much with her, and nothing's worked so far. No angle that they've written for Lacey Evans has worked. So, we're going to see if this one does. We
2: know if we were still in the 80s, like, by this point, you know, Lacey Evans and Sergeant Slaughter would have both joined, like, Russia, as far as, you know, in their... Engagement <laughs> that <is> going on, <laughs> just, just just like he joined fucking Iraq during the fucking Gulf War, you know.
1: So, oh, man, I remember that angle. Him waving around the Iraqi flag, wearing that fucking beret.
2: Hey, were fucking General <laughs> Akhnad or
1: Achnad Ak- <laughs> or whatever the fuck his name was. It was yeah, I think it was Akhnad, Yeah, I think they didn't even call him mm-hmm. Saddam's Slaughter anymore. It was General Akhnad. <laughs> Uh, what a fucking weird well, no, time drug, to be
2: alive when you But then there was General Ocknand, who was this fucking like manager or whatever. Who was this fucking? You oh, know, you're right. Yeah, N- knowing the WWE, he was probably like an Italian guy or like just some fucking somewhat dark-skinned fucking you know Mediterranean fucker. But they're like, yeah, this guy's an Iraqi and he fucking hates you people.
3: <laughs> Think like, I'm from well, Greece? Just like that, what yeah. the fuck?
0: <laughs> You know It's just like that one wrestler And I can't think of his name <laughs> the, one, uh,
1: the one fucking wrestler Who's a big dude with a beard He's a white guy And then he turned him into like a black guy Where he wore all like fucking dashikis And shit like that down in the ring I cannot remember his name for the life of me But I'm like, what? Oh, I was yeah. like what the fuck is this <laughs> Akeem
2: bro He used to be the one hand. gang then, And then he became yes. Akim.
1: <laughs> yes Akeem that was it and he wore the fucking headdress and the fucking dashiki down there. Oh, for, yeah. <laughs> for some oh yeah,
2: dude. They, yeah! Oh yeah! They gave him Slick as a manager.
1: <laughs> oh man, I remember Slick. Yeah, that was incredible. Uh, <laughs> like it's one of those things where you just look back at wrestling and what the fuck happened? <laughs> when they're just like, let's just do this. We've done a lot of coke, and this is what we're going to do this week. You know, who knows? Who knows where we're going to go? Let's turn it like Steve, that. Dean,
2: why, why are you like, so silent? This is the golden age of wrestling that you were just talking about minutes ago.
4: I'm just, I'm just taking <laughs> it all in. I'm listening and waiting for my moment. Yeah.
1: Uh, like Let's have, uh, let's have the, the King Jerry Lawler's dentist be uh, Isaac Yankum, DDS, and he's going to yank out teeth. I he mean, it's like, you know what? I'll make him Kane. We'll just repackage him as Kane later in the 90s. Oh, man, Isaac Yankum, DDS, coming out as a dentist. Like that was one of the greatest fucking angles that just made no sense. How you just torture Jay Waller?
0: <laughs> well, you know how that
2: whole thing went, man. It was like, hey, let's just throw shit at the wind and see what fucking happens.
1: Well, I mean, look at Prince Albert, who fucking went to Lord Tensai. Oh,
0: for some reason, uh, he a uh, time uh, in Japan. In a can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: he came oh, back man. from being Prince Albert to Lord Pensa and they're like, oh shit, it's Lord Pensa I like, that's Prince fucking Albert, they're the guy that used to tag with drops. And he can't even be here. Yeah, well. He will fucking broke his neck. Yeah, it's like he didn't even hide over here, <laughs> <laughs> <No. That
0: laughs> uh, Yeah, that, that was an
2: interesting one, because, you know, like, hey, okay, here we have this, this, this large, bald, tattooed man who obviously, you know, is going to be a, a strength-based, you know, superstar or, or whatever you want, whatever level of talent you want to gauge him at. And, and what are we going to do with him? You know, we can, we can make him a biker. Um, um, yeah, we can make him like, a, like hey, let's, let's make him like a monster character. Let's like give him fucked up teeth or something like that. No, no, no. You know what we should do? Let's make him a fucking Japanese samurai and try to pretend like he wasn't the guy that used to be named after a dick piercing. I mean, come on, man. Like, what the fuck? Like, there are times where it's like... Who in creative is sitting there saying, this is a good idea? You know what? This is a great idea. This is what we're moving forward. There's times where, yes, the WWE has absolutely baffled my fucking brain.
1: Yeah, uh, because they do that constantly. Especially back in the 90s, because you had uh, the headbangers, and then you had one half of the headbangers, Chaz, who became Beaver Cleaver for a little while with his uh, ring manager, who looked like June Cleaver, and then they're like, well, that doesn't work because it's fucking stupid. So we'll just have him come out in boxers with a smiley face on it. We'll call him Chad. We'll give him a weird fucking theme song. And then he'll disappear in the obscurity, which he did. <laughs> How do you make that guy from the headbangers with all these fucking characters? I'm like, well, that's Man, not him anymore. Was, it's Beaver Cleaver.
3: So many roids for the wrestlers and cocaine for the writers.
0: <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, no, it was just, it was constant, just rails and whatever substances they were using back then. Like when Val Venis, the male porn star, almost got his dick chopped off because he was fucking one of uh, Tachimiki Nuku's wives. And they showed that almost <laughs> until they cut out <laughs> the fucking storylines back then.
0: This leg Christmas, this leg New
1: time, Year's, though, come see me between the holidays. It
2: was was when fucking Rick Rude tried to hook up with Jake the Snake, Roberts' wife, man. Uh, that that was some good times in the fucking WWF, you know, where you got you got Jake well, coming uh, out.
4: Fuck... Was it uh was it um George the Animal Steel that stole the lovely Elizabeth? Yes, yes, of course, yes. many a time yes, well, he he like,
2: many a time. those were the great well, times. <laughs> yeah.
1: After
4: he ate the turnbuckle.
0: You know, after up ripped
1: it apart with his green tongue and hairy-ass back. You know, he just – he loved Elizabeth, and I think that's part of what caused the downfall dog. of Mega Powers. Well, Junkyard Dog. I mean, who can forget that guy? Chain around his neck, ready to fight. Not a problem. My brother actually liked the uh, Junkyard Dog. I don't know why. He doesn't have a reason. He just did. Uh, the guy, I don't know why, but he never gave him a reason. But, um yeah, it's just wrestling kind
3: of.
1: Hey, Andy, I'm not <laughs> right, I
0: like the junkyard dog.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. I, see, I, I wasn't gonna I, go there. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what what, what yeah. other kind of wrestler was the, a young Republican like? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he'd be more of a Bob Backlund. A black man, he <laughs> <paid>? nope. nope.
4: <laughs> <Damn>.
1: <laughs> hey, I like that big black guy in the chain. Man, his name is a Junkyard <laughs> Dog. See? I'm cool, I'm pissed. Wow, look, look I'm at him get on all fours
4: in the
2: ring and act like a fucking dog. Wow, Mark, <laughs> my Man Mark, I mean, come on. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like, these, these are things that were popular during that time, too. The Junkyard Dog was one of the most popular characters of the
4: yep. 80s. In the 80s. Yes, he was.
1: Yes, and Coco Beware, hugely popular. You know, Kamala he was, bird, was popular. Man, and know, then like, Papa Shango. you had
2: that bird, yeah. like, like, I get it with the bird, man. You know, like, at least he had, like, a... A gimmick other than literally being a, an African-American. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, see?
1: I mean, it would have made more sense if he liked the nation of domination. He'd be like, see? I'm with it. <laughs> Raise my fist in the air, right? Owen Hart did it. Owen Hart said, <laughs> like, hey, guys, this seems kind of great. Can I be a part of your club?
0: <laughs> I'm like, uh, sure, you little Canadian.
1: <laughs> you can definitely be a part of our group. <laughs> it's so fucking, it's like, it's like Tammy Zane in the bloodline, like, why are we doing this? But it just it was even funnier with Owen Hart. He's <laughs> clearly the odd man out with the nation.
2: Oh, especially, because especially because then too, though, it, they played the race card a lot, you know? And that, oh, yes. It's, the nation, yep. of dom, it's yeah. the nation of domination. I mean, come on, there, there's a, a, a whole rhyme and reason behind even the name itself. But, you know, so so having the little a little Canadian white guy like join them with it like the bloodline <laughs> yeah you get it there were a bunch of Samoans and, and ooh, they're, they're, ooh the usos and the family and all this and that but it's just it's not the same you know it's, it's, it's funny no. but it's not the same no. No, it doesn't
1: have the same commentations and then of course DX uh, parodied the nation of domination can't do that today <laughs> but back then it was fucking hilarious <laughs> So much fucking blackface, but it was the '90s. Nobody was watching. Nobody was paying attention. Like, yeah, do what you want. So much <laughs> You want to have X blocking blackface with a big fucking pillow under his shirt? <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Didn't Triple H have like the the? It wasn't like a full. It wasn't a. It was. It was like a nappy head. It was tan.
1: Yes, it was a nappy yeah, head, well, and then it no, was I mean, a deep with, tan with the eyebrow. Uh huh. Uh-huh, you did the rock. <laughs> yeah, mm. a yeah, little Xbox being, uh, Mark Henry <laughs> with the duck sunglasses on, the Jerry Curl wig, the black face, and a huge fucking thing on your shirt to make him look fat. <laughs>
4: what about Colonel Mustafa? What about
1: him? Was that one of your favorites?
4: One of my favorites. It was basically they put a different headdress on the Iron Sheik and made a new character that fit more of the Middle Eastern enemy time. You well, know, probably
1: did. I mean I don't remember that as well. I remember the Iron Sheik. I don't remember No, they totally Sava did. Like much.
4: the Iron Sheik always had that kind of like I the you know, the, the Iranian whole Sheikh thing going, but they like made him like a, okay, a more of a like a Yeah they made, so they made more him more like a like an Iraqi Iraq Yeah. <laughs> yeah <was> that... <laughs> they just picked up right, his right, fucking
1: he teamed with uh, Sergeant Slaughter back when he was with the Iraqis, so yeah, mm-hmm. Colonel Mustafa. So he was a part of that faction uh, that that Sergeant Slaughter led because he just loved Iraq during that period. But we, all right, so we need to get away from wrestling. I could talk about it all night, but uh, Dean, we have horror <laughs> news. What's wind up before we get into Tetsuo,
4: the Iron Man? What are we talking about? What about Tatanka?
1: He declined to go Just like Bruno. because his son was in a Just wrestling competition.
4: Like Bruno. Game. We don't talk about
1: Tatanka. <laughs> well, Tatanka, he was on social media saying that he was invited, but he declined it because his son was in a wrestling competition. And he's like, I care about my family more than Raw 30. So not going to be a part of that. So, yes, he is alive. Poor guy. And he had a good reason for not going. Poor guy. What about like, yeah, like, he turned it down. That poor guy. He personally said, I'm not going. So I give him credit for that. You know, he'd rather watch his yeah. son wrestle, yeah. which is awesome. Stand, Good dad.
4: Stand, stand by your your morals.
1: Stand by your son.
4: Yes. But all right, yeah. we're talking by your about morals. So yes, your morals and your 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 offspring's and your semen. Uh, now uh, we talked uh, Demon? quite some time ago. Yes. Oh no, yeah. sorry. Right here, right here, right now, uh, in this very portion of the program. Uh, after I, uh, you know, later than everybody else, finished watching uh, the first season of Squid Game, they mm-hmm. announced, uh, you know, that there was definitely going to be a, a season two that I was going to carry on. Uh, but they also announced that there was going to be a Squid Game. And we talked about this on the show, uh, but they announced yeah. there was going to be a Squid Game reality competition show. Uh, and oh, yeah, we did I talk about good. that. I know, and I'm here to tell you uh, (laughs) that this reality competition show is currently in production uh, in the UK. Oh, And uh, on the first couple of days, uh, the 456 contestants uh, competing in their version of the red light, green light challenge, uh, many people have already needed various degrees of medical attention uh, for various injuries and ailments. Uh, during the filming oh. of the show. So it seems the Squid Game reality uh, competition challenge uh, possibly uh, on, on the same track as, as the fictional program <laughs> uh, with people uh, getting injured uh, participating. Already. <laughs> Whoops. Again, it's well, it, it, it it, was it an was. early production uh, an early filming uh, currently taking place in the UK.
1: Could be worse. I wonder Could what the they expected of people. That. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It could be like oh, there's a couple of people dead. Zooming uh, <laughs> production. All right, so yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you get what you get for when you're signing up for a game like that. It's not like you're signing up for Jeopardy. You're signing up for Squid Games. Like, it's going to be intense. It's probably going to be a lot. So not surprising. You know, I heard about that. A lot of injuries and stuff like that. But we'll see it. I mean, there's got to be real stakes. But nobody's going to die. Like that's really fucking reality TV. Like oh shit, they're actually dead like the running man
0: all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what are next?
4: I will tell you. Uh I'm only sharing this piece of news because uh it features uh, you know, a a main uh Walking Dead cast member who had a run on the show. Uh one of the two uh that met their mercy uh, at the at the sharpened end of Lucille uh in the debut of negan uh series of episodes, but uh michael suck my nuts Cudlets himself uh who plays abraham he <laughs> uh, is joining suck my nuts uh he is joining the cast for the third season of the Superman and Lois show uh as none other than. Lex Luthor himself. Huh.
1: Interesting casting.
4: Don't hate it. So, I mean, I'm like, I, mean I, I like don't even that. Dead, I'm so assuming see. I'm taking a guess that that's voice acting, that this is an animated show, Superman and Lois. Am I correct about that?
2: No. It's, it's, live a, li- it's a live action.
4: Oh, well, excuse me. I was not aware. But yes, uh, he was going so to cast the third season, uh, Michael Cudlitz <laughs> as uh, Lex Luthor. That's uh, a pretty it's
2: decent show. The, uh, I do if you guys have checked it out. It's it's in with the Arrowverse and all of those uh series. So arrow, yeah. flash and all that stuff.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Pretty decent. I've actually seen a couple episodes. You know, so I really gotta do a deep dive into that show. I've only seen a couple here or there, but you know, like what have seen so far. But him and Lex Luthor, I'm for it. I just wish they would bring back uh Michael Rosenbaum at some point. Maybe some place in the DCU as uh, Lex. I love Demosman.
0: <laughs> stuck
2: my nuts.
1: That fucking theme song. Now it's gonna be stuck in my head all fucking night. Thanks, cool. I'm mm-hmm. You're welcome. Smallville theme segment. <laughs> so the show's over and fucking put it on YouTube You go to sleep too. Like, oh I miss you, Smallville. Tom Welling, you are my superman.
4: Stuck my nuts.
1: go. <laughs> so, so, alright, what's next,
4: David? Uh back in and I'm hoping for some contest from The King of Horror uh, in this next piece that I'm going to share because it's a a film that I do not believe that I have heard of uh, making me obviously not familiar with it Uh, but back in 2017 uh, there was a remake of a slasher film from 1982 uh, called Unhinged Uh, and uh, what I'm here to report is that even though there was a remake of this film in 2017, uh, another mm-hmm. straight remake of it has just completed filming and is being prepped for release. Uh, what I do know, uh, what I have learned about Unhinged from 1982 is that in its time it ended up on the video nasties list in the UK, but given that this is a film that I really don't know anything about, I was hoping that The King of Park could provide some information, additional information for us if he is uh, familiar with this property.
1: Yeah, it was a, a slasher that came out back in 83, I want to say. I, I might 82. be wrong, it might be 82. 82. 1982.
0: Um, 1982,
1: Don Gronquist, oh fuck, Don, yes, Don Gronquist I think was a director. Uh, it was a slasher about a couple girls, uh, they get isolated on a country road and then they get taken in by a family kind of a la Texas Chainsaw Massacre Um, and they're excited to be there and kind of off the road, and eventually they discover that there's a lot of fucking secrets going on with this family. Um, It's not a very great slasher, but it's one to kind of put on if you have nothing else to watch. Um, But yeah, there was a remake in 2017. Um, This one took place in England, so it was more of like a couple getting married and they're with their friends, and then they eventually stumble upon a house with a bunch of other secrets, but yeah, now it's getting another fucking remake. I don't know why there's so many fucking remakes on (laughs) Hinge, I I guess the IP is free, so I don't know if it's in the public domain, but I'm looking forward to it. I I like the original. You know, I I thought the 82 movie was fucking great. It's one of those, again, like, put it on on a Saturday, you got nothing else to do, and you might be surprised. Like, uh, Superstition is another one I would put up there. It's like, yeah, I I really have nothing else to do, so I'll put the slasher on. But the fact that it's getting another remake, well, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, but the... The 2017 uh, remake is on Tubi. I know that for sure, because Tubi is fucking rocking with the horror movies. And I think the original is on YouTube. So if you want to check it out, so you have both versions. But very cool news, Dean. I didn't know that. So
4: I'm glad that I was here to share it with you. All right. So, so what's next? What are we talking about? Uh, you know, a few years back, um, Back when I was still a player of the PS3, a young lad, never <laughs> who had never made the leap to the PS4, uh, Still like last I, year. Well, yes. Like uh, well, it's been it's been a year and a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what I will say is that. Um, I at some point, and I was here in in California, so it wasn't that many. I mean, I've been here almost seven years now, actually, but you know, probably in the 2017 ish 2018 time frame, one day I Googled like, what what are the what are considered the best video games for the PS3? Because at the time, obviously, PS3 yeah. games were super super cheap, and I wanted something to play, something that I hadn't heard of, and I was told. Uh, I read about uh, this video game that was called Last of Us. And uh, I played uh, Last of Us for the PS3. And I have not played uh, the the sequel game, which I know is extremely popular on the the next-gen systems. But I also am Mm -hmm. aware that for a long time, a series adaptation has been in the works for HBO. And what I'm here and it's out now, and what I'm here to say, though, is that uh, Last of Us apparently has broken HBO uh, records between their, their broadcast channel and HBO Max that they actually Ooh. had an increase in viewership from the first episode to the second episode where they claim between HBO and HBO Max that uh, 4.7 million people watched this and uh, episode two grew 22% to an audience size of 5.7. Million dollars, and they're calling that the largest increase in viewership right, 7 million uh, that they have people. had in their, um, wow. you know, with with this show, which uh, apparently is, uh, you know, is receiving very high marks, uh, as well as it being something that is incredibly entertaining, even if you have no frame of reference regarding the video game. Uh, hmm.
2: I, I can say it's well-deserved. Uh, I've been watching the show, and uh, it is great. Me too. Uh, very, very much enjoying it. Uh, I've seen both episodes. I never – I owned the game. Um, I had actually rented it from Redbox, and it was one of those. I, like, put it on a shelf somewhere and then put something on top of it and didn't realize I still had it. Um, until I got a thing from Redbox in the mail that was like, Oh, <laughs> you're now the proud you're now the proud owner of this game and I'm like, Oh, okay, cool, uh don't even know where it is. Whoops. Um so so eventually <laughs> yeah. I I did find it but I just never got around to playing it. Uh, and then I figured I'd just wait until they, they did remasters and remakes and all that shit and I just still Never got around to playing it, so I have zero frame of reference to any of the information on the, uh, the show as far as the games go. But, uh, yeah, I am enjoying the shit out of the show itself. and yeah, it's, it's nice having something, again, yeah. to look forward to week after week.
4: Yeah.
1: No, it, it is. I'm watching it, too. I just watched the second episode the other day. Uh, I, like I had said previously, I watched the playthrough of the video game start to finish, and I was like, wow, this is a fucking heavy video game. Like, it's, you know, it's just very dreary, very dark, depressing and the show is kind of matching that tone, and they are, they're doing well. Like, I don't want to put any surprises in there, because I know, like you said, Google, you've never seen any of the video games, so you don't know. You might play it afterwards, but I think you'll enjoy the video game more after watching the series, after it concludes. Um, I think you'll have, like, a fresh Very nice. reference to whatever happens. So I think you'll enjoy playing the game, knowing what happens after you wrap uh, up, uh, if they stick with the video game, yeah.
2: What I've heard from both, you know, obviously on the, on the critical end, people are saying good things about it. Uh, from the people that played the games and what I've heard are also good things. They're saying that it is a, a faithful and, and good adaptation of the, the series and story that they know and love. So.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a great show. And uh, uh, Dean and Monkey, you really were something fun to watch. I would definitely say. Uh, check it out. I mean, it's only two episodes in. I know monkeys much more preferring Velma, I'm sure, but no, it it's fun. <laughs> I, try, I yeah, tried. i I've been here I
2: that. tried watching I've been, Velma, I've been here the episode.
3: It's just not yeah, <laughs> I <been>, I know. <laughs> yeah, but but with uh lots of us, yeah, I've been hearing nothing but praise, man. Like, you know, in the horror forms from gamers and fans alike, you know, just yeah, it, that they're they're delivering a really solid show.
1: Um, so yeah, and I know that the actress that plays uh Ellie, you know, on the show compared to the video game, they're like, eh, I'm not quite on it yet. I like her, I think she's doing a great job. But did you guys hear about the Razzie Awards? and about how they had to apologize because they nominated yes. the uh, 12-year-old actress for so Firestarter. I'm, I'm,
4: glad, I'm <laughs> glad you said child actress because, King, one of the things that I did plan on talking about this evening was this rassy situation where uh, the nominated yeah. of 11-year-old uh, Ryan Kiera Armstrong uh, from Firestarter uh, was nominated for uh, Worst Actress. Um, the, oh. uh They, <laughs> right. you know, the, apparently – uh, because of her age, there was so much outcry uh, surrounding this. Because the razzies, oh, the razzies are funny, but fucking the razzies ready. are notoriously notoriously um, cruel, uh, you know. But what, that's what? part of being in that business. Uh, so there was some outcry, oh, and the razzies feeling. have they have oh, apologized. He, the, as far as I know, as far as I know, the actress has not said anything. This was all like. social media outcry and and everything. This was not the girl being like, oh my God, how could you do this to me? I don't know if the girl or her family have even made a statement surrounding this. But the fact is that there's a lot of outcry online and Razzie's, uh, you know, executive John Wilson said that uh, they apologize and that sometimes you do things without thinking and you get called out and then you get it. And he said it's a valid criticism and that uh, Ryan Kiara Armstrong has been stricken from the final ballot. Uh, this is, oh, what a uh, bunch ooh, of fucking Trump's limp ...the lead, lead young assets <laughs> from, from the Firestarter film. And I do just want to make it clear uh, that I don't think there was any public statements from the Armstrong family. This is just based no. on no. Like, social media outcry. Yeah, they might not even uh, know. So basically
2: the keyboard heroes came out to fucking save the day. Thank you, people. You, you've, kept, you've kept our nation strong. And protected you. Protected <laughs> our children everywhere. Thank you, yet again, all of you. I fucking hate you all.
0: Ah, uh, Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, I saw
1: that. And I was like, but the Razzies are all in fun. Like, the Razzies are just kind of just having fun with it. And then, like, oh, yeah, that was the worst. That sucked. Like, they're not calling her, like, a worst person. Like, they're just like, yeah, it wasn't very good. And you know what? She wasn't very good in the Firestar remake with Zac Efron. She wasn't. But it's okay to so say that. Like, I know she's
4: 12, you, but still. You, 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 King 11, uh, 11, as the, the, the report said. But uh, King, you, you, and I believe the ghoul also have seen it. It truly, it was, it, it was, it was pretty bad, huh? Because I, I didn't get around to watching it. I remember. The it's it's uh, shitty movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll hear your comments in, in just a second. I just want to say because I remember uh, like a week or two before it was uh, released that the director said that we're going to be bringing you like face melting and head explosions and all of this, uh, all of this burning and gore. Um, and then like it came and everybody was like, this fucking movie sucks. And I know you guys watched it. It was pretty bad, yeah. huh? Yeah. Shitty movie. It wasn't very good. You
1: know, the original was so much better. Like, it, just, it just didn't work. Like I said, the actress was just not very good. Like Zac Efron was okay, but the rest of it just didn't work for me. Like, just, no. It was it was one of those movies I was so glad I didn't go to the theater to see. I watched it on the, you know, on demand. Peacock. So, yeah, Peacock, that's right, Peacock. Um, I watched mm-hmm. it on there, and I was like, I'm glad I didn't go to the theater and spend money on this, because oh, it just wasn't good. I me. Mean, I think you felt the same way,
2: cool. Oh, listen, you know, and I was disappointed because, you know, I feel like Firestarter yeah. is one of those that, that could use, you know, a good update. You could put something together that would be a, a decent film. And I think, you know, Efron, you know, we've seen him perform. We've seen him, you know, act well. So, yeah. and, and you bring it in a fresh face, you know, no, you don't know where this kid's coming from type of deal. I mean, look, you know, like you said, the Razzies are tongue-in-cheek, it's kind of fun, it's almost like a fucking badge of honor, you know what I mean, where, like, look, if you you don't get nominated for an Oscar, but hey, look, you got nominated for a fucking Razzie, you know, sometimes that's fucking better that. Th- than that, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's something, because, you know, what's the official rule of Hollywood? Fucking no press is what you don't want, I would rather get right. fucking shit press and be in a Razzie than Bad fucking is nothing at all, because guess what? When fucking Firestarter released, it was so fucking bad, you heard nothing at all, other than that first week of people saying the movie sucked, and then it vanished. (laughs) So, you know what, more people have probably watched it since these assholes at home decided to fucking cry and kick their feet and say, oh, you're going to hurt a feeling, stop it. Um, So so there you go, you got some fucking people watching your movie. But other than that, no, look, the movie sucks ass. It's a bad remake of... Yep. You know, look. I even the original for me, like there are things that I like about it, but like I watch that original film, and I it's not that great. Parts of that movie that are hard to watch sometimes because it's not that great. Not Drew Barrymore's best, that's for
4: sure.
1: Well, George C. Scott made that movie.
4: Yeah, he was the best. Absolutely. Yeah, but even movie. even even still, you know, from the time from the time frame that it came out, like. Stephen King adaptations were certainly a mixed bag of of um, quality. With that being Cujo said, given 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 oh, the time, for, I, I enjoy I enjoy the the original uh, Cujo more than than the original Firestarter. Um, I'll, I will say that, but I will say that hmm. you know while I usually am uh, you know remake opposed like just because of the style of filmmaking of King adaptations at the time, like a lot of them are kind of like ripe for an update where I wouldn't necessarily, you know, be so upset, but like, you got to approach it from the right way. Like my favorite King book is, is, as I've said numerous times on the program is Christine. And while I have such fond affection for the John Carpenter movie, like I would be totally game for a remake of that. If it was more faithful to the book. Um, It's like, I I haven't seen the Firestarter remake. Uh, yet, um, uh, I, based on what I've heard, I, I don't know that I will ever get around to it. I actually almost put it on the other night, and then, you know, my attention just went in a different direction. Uh, yeah, you you can know, pass on. but, you know, the that that early kind of mid-80s work on King stuff was always kind of a mixed bag of, of quality. So I would hear totally gooey, your thoughts about the original Firestarter, you know, being some stuff cool and some stuff not, because it's, that's the case. It's totally true.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I would rather watch Firestarter the original than Cujo because I think that Cujo movie is just—it's bad. It's just not good. good. Like it just—it didn't catch the me. The narrow, the
2: tilted, or whatever the hell. <laughs> oh, the guy and a dog do constant.
1: I, I, screaming. I, I, yeah, and the man with oh, the <laughs> kid, the, kid, no. the kid, the kid, the
2: kid—it's nonstop. You know, what? if you mute every scene that the kid is in, then then you know what? Maybe Cujo is an okay movie.
0: Yeah, no, it's just
1: it's just not, and you know the book was so much better, especially because you find out that King wrote it while he was on cocaine, so even he didn't have a remembrance of. Uh, writing it to a joke. Pedro
2: Guerrero, but, you know.
1: Until
0: it the end, I mean, you know, but
1: I then writing, again, like we talk it's about Firestarter, the remake, and then we also talk about Pet Cemetery the remake, which fucking sucked so fucking hard. I wanted to kill myself watching it because it's so fucking
4: bad, and that's my Either favorite Stephen King, King book.
0: Th- that's another fantastic,
4: fantastic book. Uh, you know, I, I know someone yeah. that is actually uh reading Pet Cemetery uh, for the very first time right now and you know, when I when I think of uh all of this stuff, you know, so many of those books, uh, you know, I just so wish I could have that experience of reading them for the first time because there's just nothing that can take the place of that. So I was totally having oh, yeah. a jealous yeah. moment when this person was like, "Oh my god, I'm reading Pet Cemetery, I've never read this before." And I was <laughs> like, "And like a grown person, you know, like, holy shit, like yeah. that's fucking crazy. You're reading that for the first time." And like, look, mm-hmm. even like, off, we all have so much love and fondness for the original Pet Cemetery film. Like, there are some things like looking at it in fresh eyes now that like don't necessarily work and, and make it not such a great film. Well, uh, you know, plenty of when I when I heard that the <laughs> when I heard that the and again we're talking. Twenty plus over twenty years since I've read the book, easily probably longer yeah. than that. Maybe even thirty years since I read the book, Pet Cemetery. Um, mm-hmm. That uh, you know, I don't even necessarily remember all the final details of the book compared to the movie. But I do remember that once the 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 modern <coughs> versions of It uh, came out, which you know were made like as as like serious films and uh you know were i found to be enjoyable even if not totally faithful to the book when the after that they announced that the pet cemetery remake was coming out and i started thinking oh like maybe if they taking the same approach and making this like a serious film that like not that the original not that's not what i mean like serious but like like with more budget and like hollywood dollars and and everything but I guess, you know, I, didn't, I, I have to be honest and I'd say that I did not watch the Pet Sematary remake, but I have not heard anyone being like, oh, my God, it's so fucking good. You know? <laughs> yeah,
2: no,
1: you're not going to find them
2: sure. Sure.
4: they don't exist. So
2: probably, yeah, because well, not a lot of people liked it. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's number it's, two. It's not always about the, the, the bigger budget and all this and that. Don't get me wrong. The new right. it movies, yes, obviously you can see that there's a bigger budget behind it. But at the same time, too, you know, what what got everybody with the It remake was the fact that they updated the story, you know, to a different time. And yet it still felt faithful to what the original Mm -hmm. story was going for. And it, it gave our generation who grew up in that time frame something for us to connect to that we wouldn't be able to with the original story's timeline you know for that was our parents and like you know even in some cases yeah like for me like my mom had me young that was my grandparents generation you know in the 50s and early 60s my mother was born in 61 you know so so when you look at the original it you know that's that's a time where my mom was barely a fucking kid um so, so like doing that is what was smart. So when they redid the Pet Cemetery movie, if they would have taken a similar approach, maybe that would have, that would have helped. That would have been a, a good way to go. But the big thing with the Pet <laughs> Cemetery remake was that they were going with a
0: twist.
2: They decided to Yo, change God, things yeah. up on the story, but then to make mm-hmm. it worse. If you and I, I'm not recommending to do it, but what I'm going to say is, nope. if you watch the trailer, the twist is completely fucking ruined. ruined
0: yes, therefore, no, ruined the I know. entirety of watching
2: I, the new fucking movie. You know, it was. It I was remember a dumb us move on marketing,
4: talking about it at length on our on our show. I totally, rem- I yes, know exactly what you're talking it. about. <laughs> they gave
1: it away, and it, it's a problematic, and Judd is problematic in the remake. I love John Lithgow, but I don't know what direction he was given uh, to play Judd, you know, opposed to None. Luke, where he just seemed so fucking creepy. <laughs> John like, he I don't want this guy to in my like, fucking Fuck
2: house. you, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm John Lithgow, asshole.
1: <laughs> not talk
4: like that in here. That's
1: pretty. That's what he said, too, because I remember reading an interview where he said he didn't even read Pet Cemetery. Like, he just got the part, and he like, okay, <laughs> I'll do my John Lithgow <laughs> thing. And he did, and it shows, because he becomes like a pervy fucking guy that you don't want in your house, as opposed to like Judd, Fred Wynn, where you're like, I want to fucking hang out with this guy. I'll have beers and cigarettes with him. He's fucking awesome.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, just, hang out on the, the porch and just fucking,
3: King's all night long. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
1: And he could tell you some stories, and it was great. Um, but also, just to, to add on to what dean was talking about with books and Pet cemetery and his adult friend reading it for the first time, in uh, WWE, Otis, uh, who we all know, uh, he is dyslexic, so he can't read very well. So his first book to read was Pet Cemetery and he fucking was mind-blown. He's like, now all I want to do is read Stephen King books. He's like, Pet Cemetery is one of the greatest books I've ever read. And he overcame his dyslexia by reading that book. So good on him. Like, I, I, when I read that article, I was like, wow. <laughs> you
0: know,
1: the weird things that you find out, you know, and the fact that that was his first adventure, you know, in the king. Because you never forget your first king. Mine was always it. And then Pet Sematary. But I love that when people discover it for the first time. Like DeDean said, we can't go back. We've, we've already read those. We already know. But for somebody that's never read it before, it's like, oh, I wish I could be you. Like when Monkey read Christine for the first time, I was like, I wish I can go back and be him. And read it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, shit. <clears throat> like, this is fucking that's
4: good. Real, that one's my and, favorite, man. And I've read that one. I've read that one more recently than, than – uh, Pet Cemetery for sure. I mean, it's it's possible I read Christine, I don't know, six to eight years ago. Like, again, I've read that one numerous times, but I haven't read Pet Cemetery in, like, fucking, like, 30 years easy. Yeah, it's just such a bummer book. I think it's what I love about it. It's so just
1: bad and dreary. Um, But one of my favorites, just because I just, I love the setting. I love what happens. And Zelda, of course, just fucking terrifying. In the movie form, nah. you never forget that. We'll get you, Rachel. Ah. <coughs> me and Gage will get you. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and always look underneath your bed. Judd fucking made that mistake.
3: Man, didn't yeah. bother to To this day, <laughs> it still fucks with me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that Achilles <laughs> fucking tendon all over. Ah. <laughs> yeah. First, I played with Judd. Then I played with Mommy. Now I want to play with you. Okay, oh, you. God, good
0: fuckers, you <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but all right, Dean. Moving on. What else are we talking about tonight?
4: Well, it's only been uh, eighteen days since its theatrical debut. Uh, Megan. A very popular uh, new release in the horror sphere is now available VOD mm-hmm. wherever you yeah. choose to peruse your VOD Excuse with me. the standard new release nineteen ninety nine uh, rental fee against the twenty four ninety nine purchase fee. Uh, but any place that you choose to get your video on demand, uh, it is now currently available uh, for you if you have been waiting for the opportunity to watch this film at home, but just 18 days uh, since its theatrical release. So they are uh, looking to spread it and strike while the iron is hot and while there's some buzz and I guess get everybody the chance to, to to watch it if people are not planning on going out to the theater. Um, Also in the realm of Mm -hmm. Megan, uh, the creators have said that while there's something different, versions of online chatter of what should happen with the character. They say that uh, all of these ideas are are quite entertaining, and they believe that uh, Megan teaming up with Annabelle uh, would make for a more entertaining film than a Megan versus Chucky battle. uh,
1: Like, they're partners? Like, they're working with each other?
4: I mean, that's (laughs) the language of what I read. It said, Megan teaming up with Annabelle. That'd be a weird one.
2: That would be That's a weird man. one. One's an AI robot, the other's a fucking
1: supernatural, <laughs> like supernatural entity like, that doesn't talk. Uh, <clears throat> that just shows up in places. So yeah, I don't know. That yeah, it's, I mean, it's
2: not like Annabelle is a character. Like, have they ever seen an Annabelle movie? <laughs> like, are they thinking that Annabelle like runs around and and is like a Chucky doll? Like, maybe they don't they don't get it.
1: Yeah, I don't think they've ever seen an Annabelle movie they just like, oh, it's a killer doll, so I guess it's uh, appropriate. No, I think they should make an annabelle uh, not an animal, but uh, a Chucky remake with uh, Megan. Because at least they're both AI robots. Well,
2: that yeah, would yeah I was say, yeah, go Chucky remake, not, not Brad Dourif. Go go AI. AI to AI. Yeah. yeah you you know. know what, man? Do uh, Ooga Booga and Megan. Let's get that team
0: <laughs> <laughs> or, or Dr.
1: Daz, yeah or evil Bong (laughs) showing up to to take care of things with Megan. Um, But this past weekend on Saturday Night Live, since they came back, they actually did a uh, skit where uh, Megan had a dance-off with Wednesday, and Aubrey Plaza played Uh, uh, Megan. And I put it on the Talking Terror page. It's fucking hilarious. (laughs) I I had a great time with that skit, you know, seeing them both dance-off because of fucking Jenny Ortega's really horrible dancing to "Through The Cramps. I, uh, I I still can't get over why people like that But this not my Wednesday. It was funny Dude, she oh. can't,
2: she can't stand it anymore either, man. She hates getting questioned about it.
3: Is that right? Well,
2: <laughs> oh, there's, I mean, well, there's not, much, heard, not oh, so much oh. to where
3: she's turning it down though. because well, the, cuz they've greenlit season 2. No, they no, did? no. Yeah. I'm not,
2: I'm talking about the dance itself though. So, uh like there was an she's incident recently oh. oh, with her. Where we're, She gets asked about it every interview, and she was pretty much just like, yeah, I'm kind of fucking sick of it. Like, I'm, I'm over it. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yes, I, I came up with it. Whatever I was doing is what I did, and, like, can we, like, fucking talk about something else already, please?
1: I'm sure, but that's the problem <laughs> when you create something that goes viral. Like, when you make a dance like that, everybody's going to be fucking obsessed with it. Like, you know, I mean, did you think that people weren't? Like... You know, it's, it's a weird fucking dance That's the cramps, which that song is much better in Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 than it is in Wednesday. Thank you very much. But still, it's, you know, something that people are going to want to copy and, and do. And my Facebook was inundated with fucking reels of all these girls dressed up like Wednesday doing that fucking dance. But can we stop?
2: Can we like, just move on to the nation? It. I saw them
3: made it
0: past episode one. <laughs>
3: What? it's, it's <laughs> but it's the new it's the new African Anteater dance. Everybody's fucking doing it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I just think we need to bring back the Deo dance from Beetlejuice and I'd be happy. Let's make that happen again. Or jump in the line. <laughs> do something fucking weird, you know, and make that uh popular again. But no, it's it's all Wednesday, but anyway, Dean, uh moving on, what else do you have before we get into Moodle tonight? Uh
4: so just coming out of what I had just said uh, the creators of the Chucky TV series have also said that uh, the season three uh, plot line is already all worked out and that more legacy characters could return. Um, but that's all I have to say about uh, the Chucky season three series. How many more legacy characters do that? they have
1: to bring out?
4: Oh, I am reporting. Um, the comes story. Justin Whaling, everybody. I do not know.
1: i was <laughs> just have to say that. Just in the way when coming in hot, like, I'm the other <laughs> man. <laughs> what? How do you even exist? What timeline is this? Um, but yeah. <laughs> Kang. <laughs> you Kang know. of the multiverse, people. <laughs> the, the
0: Chuckyverse.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I actually watched the, the that trailer for Ant-Man, and I was fucking blown away. I'm like, oh, my God, we're getting fucking Kang, and we're getting Modoc. Like what fucking world is this? I can't wait for this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: I didn't want to watch the trailer. I tried to
1: avoid it, but I. But yeah, Quantumania Mania. I watched.
2: I have pre-ordered my ticket for me and, and Sam, and we are all set. <clears throat> so let's you know, say a little a little under a month away.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. I'm I'm so excited. Like I when I saw that trailer, I was like, holy shit, <laughs> this might be the the ultimate Ant Man movie. Um, I saw Missing on Sunday, uh, and I liked it, didn't love it, but I can't wait for Infinity Pool this weekend. Brandon Cronenberg's new movie uh, with Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård. Like, I've heard so many fucking things about how it's like a piss-filled fucking weird LSD trip. I'm like, yep, I'm not it. I've right. heard
2: similar, I and wait. yeah, I'm going to probably try to go see that myself. Uh, there's really not much else <laughs> in the theater that I'm, I'm like, no, nothing. booking to see, so... I was like, yeah, I would have went and saw something this weekend, unfortunately. Like, so, like Saturday, it seemed okay. Sunday, it was like the flu, like, came back with, like, a vengeance for a day. Uh-oh. And I spent
0: mm-hmm. mo- oh. most of Sunday,
2: like, just unconscious and sleeping, which is just, like, totally not <laughs> yeah. like me normally. But whatever. I was yeah. a little bit more back to normal by Monday and, uh, and and even more today and yesterday. So, I don't know. And- Weird one.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm just excited for, for uh, Infinity Pool because I love Possessor. Uh, we talked about it on the show, but then as soon as I saw that one review that uh, Jen Saska posted where she's like, it's a piss-filled fucking movie, and I'm like, all right, I'm kind of fucking in because it's so fucking weird, but Brandon Cronenberg is just like his dad. Like, he's weird. He likes the weird shit, so, and I love Mia Goth. Ever since I saw her X and Pearl, I was like, I need to see more of her, so <laughs> I can't wait to go check out Uh, Infinity Pool. Hopefully on Sunday. On Saturday, I'm kind of blocked up with things, but Sunday I'm hoping to go to the theater to see Infinity Pool. I'm excited. Hopefully I can report back next week about what I thought about it. But, Dean, what else you have to talk about?
4: That, uh, we talked about how uh, Julian Sands uh, is missing in in Southern California on Mount Baldy, uh, but they have, um...
0: I don't know if...
2: <laughs> Sorry, I don't know I'm if not this laughing is... about him, I'm just thinking fucking sleep
0: in <laughs> We call them baldies <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
4: <laughs> I don't know if the timing is coincidental or not, but his current new horror film, The Ghost of Monday, is now available on DVD, digital, and yeah. array. Um... I am thinking that uh, there's not going to be a happy ending to this story, uh, one, given the the time nope. that he's been missing so far, and two, um, I don't know if you guys know this or have heard anything about this, and granted, this is in Southern California, and I'm in Northern California, though, uh, Mount Baldy... That's like, and I have no idea what Julian Sands' pursuits are, or what his level of, of uh, what I heard. hiking and fitness is, but Mount Baldy is a very dangerous uh, mountain uh, to to be mm. on. And there are uh, regular incidences of people dying, of people needing search and rescue. Um, the weather conditions up there can change on a dime. Uh, it's just, it's not a very safe mountain. Uh, for example, like the ghoul was here and we have Mount Tam close to where I am. Uh, you know, relatively speaking, that's like a much safer mountain with all level of trail and access for for people of all abilities. But but Mount Baldy is notoriously dangerous and difficult. So uh, given the amount of time that he's been missing, like this, there's not going to be a happy ending here, in my opinion. No, plus, like the goal said, yeah, uh, avalanche probably didn't I know.
2: heard there were like a, a number of avalanches, too, in the area around the time that he was there. So, yeah, unfortunately, I mean, i um you know. I'll hold out hope that, that they find him,
0: but, uh,
1: but yeah. His brother released a statement saying, I don't think he's around anymore. I think he probably died. Um, so now it's just kind of hopefully you find the body. Um, but, you know, anyway, like the ghoul had said, I kind of hope that he survived somehow, and he makes it out okay. I mean, I'm not the biggest Julian Sands fan, but I loved him in Arachnophobia and, of course, the Warlock series. Like he's still good in those movies, but you know. We'll with to, the first time I ever saw him.
2: Him. I remember seeing that on HBO, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's I, it's one of those uh, those things that I remember all the hype going into the movie prior because oh, was, yeah. like uh, HBO behind the scenes and they were showing how they mm-hmm. were like doing the animation for the work, like uh, what he was like doing the the runes or whatever with his hand and all this and
1: that. Yep. Yeah, and there was a lot of hype on that movie. I, that's where I watched it on HBO back in the day because they were always advertising Warlock. <laughs> it was always on. Um, and then eventually, uh, when I read that Arachnophobia, you know, him being the professor, I was like, yeah, he's he's a good actor. So hopefully, we have a good outcome. But it's seeming like we probably won't. Um, but anyway, Dean, what else do you have before we get into the movie?
4: Uh, let's see what we have before we get into the movie. Uh, the uh. We talked about it in the group, but apparently Sean Cunningham is working on reboots for both House, uh, which we did cover not very long ago here on the show, yeah, that's a as good movie. well as like a, yes, House and House 2 are, are classics in their own rights for their different reasons, but for sure. And mm-hmm. also a reboot of Friday the 13th, so we have dual appears hmm. there's gonna be dual Friday the thirteenth properties uh duking it out in but in different avenues of media, but all of a sudden it seems like things are systems uh full steam ahead in the world of Friday the thirteenth. So um thought that, Finally. that it came just <laughs> on the heels of uh more information. I mean look we've known about the Peacock series for quite some time, but right. uh you know, last yeah. week was we I shared like a bunch mm-hmm. of updates and new news. And it seems just a day or so after that, we hear the Sean Cunningham news about uh, his Friday the 13th reboot, of which there's no details as of this time. But it just seems like nothing, 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 nothing. This video game is shutting down, uh, et cetera, et cetera, to like, hey, look at all this Friday the 13th stuff. Interesting doings in the world of Crystal Lake.
0: It really is,
1: Um, especially because you broke that news, I think, last week, Dean where you talked about the Crystal Lake series having all iterations of Jason. Like, they're not just doing baby Jason. They're also going
4: to be doing adult Jason as well, um, along well, with time Abordi. They, boardies, that they, have, access, find out they that, have access to, to every, of every aspect right. of the franchise. You know, they didn't necessarily say, right. you know, oh, we're going to use Jason from Part 7 or Jason for Part 5. or you know, well, not Part 5, of course, but, like, but that well, they, they have yeah, well, the boy, ability boy. To, to use whatever they want.
1: So it's interesting because I I have to think that Sean and Victor had to have kind of like a shake agreement about him doing a reboot and then also Crystal Lake. Um, So I would imagine they probably just kind of reached a a handshake agreement behind the scenes to say, you could do your reboot and also House and we'll do Crystal Lake, which Victor Miller is involved with. Um, So, but either way, we're getting Jason again. (laughs) You know, as horror fans, I think we're all very happy that we're eventually going to get to see him again on the small screen and the big screen, but fucking house reboot, I'm not with it because I love that original. So I don't think you could top the original with uh, William Catt um, and Richard Maul and everything that was in that movie. Like, it's, you know, one of those movies I don't see how you can improve upon it. Like it's already so good. But we'll see, you know, what they come up with. You know, with modern technology being the way it is, it could be better, but I will always stick with that original movie that we did cover on the show, like Didn't even said. Indeed. But Indeed. what else do you have?
4: <laughs> and then uh, cinematographer uh, Michael Simmons uh, oh, said mm-hmm. that uh, David Gordon Green's Exorcist, uh, part one of his trilogy, is 90% done and is right on target for its October 13th release later this year.
0: Okay.
1: You know, I'm looking forward to it. Um I also found out before the show that uh, for the Ghostbusters sequel to Afterlife, which is supposed to come out later this year, uh, that Bill Murray, Sigourney Weaver, and Dan Aykroyd have all signed on, along with uh, uh, the other characters that were appearing in the movie, um, Ernie Hudson as well. But it seems weird to me that they just signed on now. You're trying to make a movie that's going to be released later this year. I would expect a delay. Like I think it's going to be 2024. If I'm being reasonable, because they just signed on now. They're not even in production yet, but they want to get this movie out by yeah. December.
4: I can guarantee uh-huh.
1: you it's probably not going to come out in December. I, it. I would see it maybe an early 2024 release for Ghostbusters, the sequel to Afterlife. Because it's just, There's been nothing being said about production going on, and they just signed on now. So yeah, we'll see what left- happens. I mean,
4: yeah, unless production was starting tomorrow, then I don't think that you can be hitting that December twentieth uh release date. Um I feel that I had in my I had in my notes a week or so ago, uh, the word that uh Finn Wolfhard and um I can't think off the top of my head the name of the actress that played the girl, McKenna Grace. McKenna um, Grace. Yes, yep. We're we're definitely going to be back, but at that point in time, I had not heard about any other casting. So uh, to hear about uh, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Sigourney Weaver signing on, uh, that is that is new news. But yeah, like I said, if this thing is not in production by like the, I would I would say it's the absolute latest, the end of February. Then I can't see that them them getting this done by the twentieth. And maybe I'm wrong, but who no. the fuck knows?
0: It it
1: just I don't see it happening. Because you have to film it, you have to edit it, you have to get it out, trailers and everything like that. You
3: have
0: to deal with
1: Bill Murray
3: actually showing up or not. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> he might back out at the last minute, who knows, he's notorious for that, but we'll see. So is that it for you, Dean, or do you have anything else?
0: I mean, on?
2: it also depends, though, on the... I mean, obviously, we know it's going to be a special effects-heavy movie, so so realistically yep. speaking, I mean, they could get the actors' scenes filmed within a few weeks, and then it's a few months True. worth of special effects, you know? So it,
1: it could be done. Could be. I just – I would expect a delay um, just from, you know, everything – from editing and stuff like that. Then you get the trailers out, so we'll see. I mean, they have – uh pegged the December release but you know nothing has happened yet as far as production so we'll see what they can do but anyway like i said dean anything else before we get into the movie uh,
4: one one final thing that i'll bring up here and i know that uh, you it. know, you're probably itching to get into the movie, but let's not forget that this movie's only an hour. You know, so uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm That's compared... what I'm relaxed about it. I'm <laughs> so, not. So
4: relax, it. So, so uh... relax. But the final thing that I just want to mention real quick is that uh, I have talked about these different uh, screenings that have take place uh, through the onset uh, Ken Carpenter's Onset Cinema Company, and uh, if you are feeling like uh, traveling later this year in September. Uh, September eighth, you can come to Santa Cruz, California, uh, where you will have the opportunity to to take in a screening of Lost Boys on the Santa Cruz boardwalk, where the film was Ooh. was filmed, as well as I participate. Santa
2: I know it was Santa Clara.
4: No, well, it was filmed in the Clark. Santa Cruz boardwalk.
0: Santa Clara. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, but know, it was filmed in.
3: Yeah, but yes. but also, what we're we're not c- covering uh, us.
0: we (laughs)
4: um uh, sorry but yes santa cruz where the movie was filmed uh is where you can take in a screening and in addition to the screening uh there is going to be a walking tour uh, uh where you will get to see many of the locations that are still there uh that you got to see while watching uh the original lost boys movie so uh, yeah, you, know,
2: you know, the
1: just wants to know is the sexy is the sexy
4: saxophone is going to be there? <laughs> Hell yeah, Tom Capello. Uh, I do, I do not yes. know. I do not know if he is going to be there. Uh, this is not until September. Um, Santa Cruz is uh, you know uh, only about a two-hour drive, depending on traffic. Uh, Santa Cruz is a place that we have gone, you know, not frequently, but we have been you know kind of regular guests to Santa Cruz uh, for music, for for the boardwalk, for the beach town. And um, who knows if I will attend this or not. I probably will forget about it momentarily and uh, not ever remember it. But anyway, uh, that is what is going on? If, if you are into horror movie tourism and you love The Last Boys, uh, The Lost Boys, then this a uh, pretty cool opportunity for you to, to see this film in a unique setting where it was created. Where there um, is also going to be some of these things throughout the year celebrating My Bloody Valentine, The Strangers, Silver Bullet, and Halloween Kills.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Very fucking cool, man. All right. Uh, so is that it? Want to put and, one more there, in there? there Look like how happened. Jimmy Lee Curtis there, there, got uh, nominated for an Oscar. Not for Halloween Ends, but for Look at this. The king Everything of ours is like, let's, let's talk
4: about more news. Who, Whoever would have thought? More <laughs> news.
1: More news. <laughs> so could, Just because that was the last thing out. I wanted to talk about, because we didn't bring it up. That's the fact that Jimmy Lee Curtis got nominated for an Oscar. One and one one I was like, one one oh, shit, one. Halloween Ends? <laughs> I was like, nope not Halloween Ends, but for everything oh. underwear all at once. So I was like, nice. Yes, I still have to see. I'm have looking forward to be I had it. it. canceled
4: after one season.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, Ghoul, this is your movie. It's Tetsuo, The Iron Man from 1989 directed by Senua it's your Tsukamoto. So let's talk about it. Uh, the synopsis, what you thought about it, and let's uh, get into this hour-long fuckfest. <laughs>
2: Synopsis? I don't know. The fucking movie's weird. Okay. I, there's some <laughs> dude,
0: he gets wrapped
2: in metal. There's some fucking that goes on. There's some spurting that happens. Everything's black and white. And then shit moves in like weird stop motion animation style. Katsuo, everybody. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is one of those where like I kept catching it like uh I'd look up on Shudder, and I'd be like, oh, look at this movie. It sounds interesting, you know, and it's, oh, it's a cult this, it's a cult that. And you know what? This is just one of those times where I was like, I want to watch this movie, but I'd rather at least use it for the show. It's on Shudder, so it kind of works as a horror film. I figured this would also be something that is right up the monkey's alley because this is his <laughs> wheelhouse, typically. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, I I, I know little of it and, uh, and I am now just kind of fa- I, when all was said and done I walked away from this film with like I went into the kitchen and I was just like yeah I don't know what I watched and I'm, it's, it's one of those I'm not <laughs> sure if I liked it or not it's just fucking weird and uh, you know I, I am looking forward to seeing the sequel and trying to see what he might be capable of doing with, uh, with a little bit more budget and, and a, a bigger scope
1: there's two more there was a trilogy. Yes, uh, so there's two more. There's a sequel, more. and there's a third one that came out a couple years mm-hmm. ago. Um, so I have to watch them both. I remember part two kind of vaguely, uh, but I have not seen part three, so we'll get into it uh, at some point, I'm sure. Uh, but, Dean, what would you think about Tetsuo, the other Iron Man, not Tony Stark?
4: I thought Robert Downey Jr. did a fine job. Uh, as Tony Stark, I think it's weird when you see uh, Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts, I think is bizarre casting <laughs> choice. Um, she's usually selling vagina-scented candles and other assorted wellness <laughs> products. But, um,
0: <laughs> my vagina. No, this is uh, a... <laughs> my
4: vagina is an <laughs> It's only
3: $500 for a fucking candle.
0: The cool nose. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this is a cool note. The sunshine. Uh-huh. We had that story. Um. Anyway, uh. This, well, is, right this, is, this, is, this is an interesting, bizarre, weird, fun, fun one. Uh, I feel like maybe I'd heard about it this somewhere. Like maybe there's something familiar about the name of this floating around in the recesses of my brain somewhere. Uh. But I thought this was bizarre and fucking weird and and kind of cool. And I, given it, it its whole presentation, I appreciated the short running time and. and in a way it uh, reminded me of uh, something that might have belonged to the guinea pig series. And, um, you know, I, I was just like, what the fuck am I watching? But I like it.
1: <laughs> nice. All right. So monkey, what'd you think about
3: Tetsuo? All right. I first heard about this in 2004 when unearthed films distribution company finally finally put out rock, my uh, one of my favorite animated films of all time not Akira different Tetsuo but mm. Rock and Roll. <laughs> yeah. all right
0: <laughs> Tetsuo yeah <laughs> but but <laughs>
3: but um but they had a trailer for this before Rock and Roll. And this was the first I'd ever heard of it. It was like this weird-ass trippy shit that I was seeing. And I was like, all right. But the weird thing was they, I guess, were putting trailers out for a movie that they didn't have the rights for yet because they weren't able to actually put out the DVD that they were putting out trailers for. It actually ended up going to like two to three other distribution companies before it was readily available on DVD. Somehow I, I, you know we we got a hold me and a friend of mine got a hold of a copy at a con, and watched it and stuff like that and yeah it's just this is one of those weird ass fucking movies where it's you know with with the mix of the black and white the the. You know, the mix is an industrial, which I wish they had used a lot more of. Like, you know, I really wish this has been done in snippets with, like, you know, maybe some ministry or some shit like that. You know, but this definitely <laughs> had that not 90s, you know, late-night MTV feel. Like, you know, like liquid television. Oh, you know yeah. Back yeah. in the day, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it definitely had that feel. And especially with all of the, the stop-motion tendrils that were going around, you know. So, you know, some
2: fucking cyberpunk video or like a porn video as original ever again because they easily watched this shit and were like, hey, we can make music videos like this. We're going to take this exact same style, turn it into a four-minute song, and we're going to make fucking, you know, bank on MTV.
3: (laughs) Exactly. You know, so they did this. And again, it's like, I appreciated what they were trying to do with the budget that they had. It's like he wanted, you know, the creators wanted to make something weird. They wanted to, you know, make something original, but they obviously had little, no money, but a shitload of fucking patience to be able to do nine, you know, ninety fucking minutes of almost, you know, nonstop stop motion. (laughs) <laughs> but you know, so all of this, and it's just how can you not go fucking wrong with a big ass cybercock? Oh my god!
0: <laughs>
3: so yeah, you know, this is this is my th- third time watching this movie, and yeah, it's it's fun, fucked up <laughs> ride. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And yeah, back in the early two thousands when I was in high school. Um, I used to hang out with a lot of people that like movies and horror movies especially, Um, and there was this one guy who was like, well, I got this movie called Tetsuo, and it's the Iron Man, and it's fucked up, and it's crazy. Um, He's like, well, what do you got? And I was like, well, I'll give you my copy of Eraserhead. So you can watch Eraserhead, and I'm going to watch Tetsuo, and we'll see which one is more fucked up. And he's like, yeah, Tetsuo wins. Hey, (laughs) Eraserhead. Yeah, I love Eraserhead. One of my favorite David Lynch movies, (laughs) so... Um, we, we compared notes, and I was like, yeah, Tetsuo's kind of fucked up, but I still like Eraserhead because I think Eraserhead still has one of the greatest fucking finales in a movie. Um, but, you know, I enjoyed it. I like it. Like when the uh, the Golden it last week, I was excited like to talk about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's an hour long, easy to get through, but all right, let's get into the narration, uh, and then we'll pick it up from there, and if you guys, like I said, if you have anything you want to input, go ahead and do it. Not a very long movie. So he opens with a metal (laughs) fetishist who enters his Tokyo hideout, which is full of metal parts and photos of famous athletes for some reason. He just cuts them out of magazines and posts them around for motivation, maybe. Who knows? He then cuts open his thigh and thrusts a large metal rod into the wound. Later, he unwraps the wound and discovers rotting and covered with maggots. Horrified, he runs outside in the street and gets hit by a car. But, of course, that's what you would do. I mean, you know, you shove the fucking metal rod in your leg, you fell asleep, and all of a sudden, oh, no, maggots? Well, what else did you expect? Well, because kind of... he
3: was trying to make himself stronger like an, you know, a marathon runner. That 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 was the point of <laughs> all, the, all the pictures in the <laughs> apartment. That's how I he, was like to get he was it.
0: trying to get
2: big. Like, okay, we were looking at pictures of, like, athletes who are, you know, at the yeah. the height of what human – beings are capable of doing he's trying to make himself mm-hmm. more
0: exactly
1: <laughs> um, so we later cut to a salary man who is tormented by visions of metal and industrial machinery while shaving in his apartment he notices a metal spike protruding from his cheek that spurts blood when he touches it, it's all over the place and then he speaks to his girlfriend on the phone mushy mushy, mushy mushy, mushy. and then she's like, hey, you know what I keep stop thinking about that uh, thing that happened earlier, the hit and run. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of fucked up, right? <laughs> and then we have to cut away because the man has to go to work. So he leaves for work. He goes to a train platform and sits down next to a woman wearing glasses. She notices a mound of flesh and metal laying on the ground. So what else do you want to do with it? Poke it with a pen. But it quickly overcomes her and turns into a monster being controlled by the fetishist who is laying face down in this metal and meat fucking pound (laughs) And laughing the entire time, (laughs) controlling this woman. So the sour man flees in terror, and she chases after him, waving her metal meat stump of a hand at him. And he's briefly able to escape by stabbing the woman with a pen. She soon finds him, but he's able to see her her by hugging her super hard. (laughs) <laughs> so he decides to hug her super fucking hard And then punches her so hard That the metal meat wad falls off her hand And then after the fight He realizes the flesh on his arm has turned into metal This guy's having a fucking day Like, Do you call it a work at this point? Probably should He doesn't He just fucking goes on with his day <laughs> Probably should call Just run it under a day. cold Command tap again.
3: It'll be okay Neosporin
2: will take care of it (laughs) No, no, no,
3: Neosporin
1: Under a cold tap, the Shaun of the Dead treatment Under a cold tap So The sour man (laughs) leaves his girlfriend Dancing erotically While snapping her fingers like she's in the fucking West Side Story remake But instead she also has a phallic hose Attached to her, which she uses to fucking Right in the butthole
3: Oh, oh man, like, just, yeah, this whole thing, I yeah, I could, <laughs> wow, and it's just, yeah, they trying to hit it from different, damn near every angle they can, except the angle, you know, and I was just like, again, the fact that it's all stop motion, too, so you gotta have someone, her, like, moving just a little bit, someone moving the hose a little bit, and then the poor motherfucker that's in the position, literally just staying there the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so,
1: it's just yeah. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like, like the, like Bushy, the said earlier about like Rob Zombie, <laughs> I got to think that Dave Rocky saw this movie and he's like, fuck yeah, we got to put that in Guar. <laughs> I guarantee <laughs> you, he saw this fucking movie and he was like, it's all got to go in. Like, we have to put everything in this movie in our act. Um, that's the vibe I got. But anyway, when the Sour Man awakens, he's horrified to see his metal transformation is getting worse with his face becoming metal, and that's when he and his girlfriend have sex. Afterwards, he makes her some food, slamming the pan down in front of her, and he's like, here, eat this shit. And she does, but everybody's followed by loud metallic noises. (laughs) Um, And for some reason in the fucking movie, uh, Tsukamoto decided to make everything fucking wet. Like, everybody's fucking sweaty the entire time dripping because down it's hot. Sweat.
3: They, they um, got no air conditioning, man. They're in a tiny little apartment. It's obviously I, I,
2: in the middle of I summer, took it too. As, it's like a fever dream. It's an infection. You know what I mean? Like, you're, all of this stuff that's going on, you know, you you like we see the maggots on the guy's skin earlier. You know, like it's mm-hmm. infection. infection. So, so whatever is going on, you know, your body is rejecting it. The way the body rejects these things is through a fever.
0: Mm-hmm. Ah.
1: <laughs> so, his girlfriend starts sucking and licking on the fork, and it made my fucking teeth hurt, like, fucking big time, Dude, when she starts doing it. But <laughs> there's all those things in
2: this world that I fucking can't stand, like, biting a fucking kitchen utensil, man. Like, you know, there's those times <laughs> yeah. you're going to, like, bite, like, a fucking something off of, like, a fork or, or even, like a, you know, like, a spoon, and you think you're fucking you're in the clear, man, and nah, you fucking chop right down on that shit.
1: It hurts, it hurts. It hurts my I feelings. It. I fucking hate
3: it. Yeah, I know.
1: I just I cringe every time she bit down in the park. Like, please stop. Please stop.
3: <laughs> but but like, also, it's just, just you dying. had all of that the, the 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 heavy screeching sound going along every time she was doing it too. You know, so, so again, it's make make it messes messes with you. Some is is she starting to turn metal as well yet? You know. <laughs> or, mm-hmm. or, you know, again, just like they always say, you know, just ons- onslaught on the sensors too. Because this thing is just beating you with constant sound, too. You know, that's another thing that about is the movie. It's just, uh, yeah, n- no fucking quiet moments during this fucking movie. It's just nope. slam, slam, <laughs> no slam <fun>. of sound.
1: <laughs> Not a single quiet moment. Um, so suddenly, the man's penis is transformed into a large metal drill. He runs and hides yeah, in the room, eventually yeah. letting his girlfriend in to see what he looks like. He's almost totally iron man. He loses control and attacks his girlfriend after she briefly incapacitates him with a blow to the head from the frying pan and a few knife stabs to the leg. He regains
2: his... She's like, <laughs> you're not fucking me with that. And then...
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no
1: mooshy <Yeah>. mooshy. <laughs> no. And that's the thing, is that she stabs him in the leg with a knife, and she's incapacitating him as best she can. And then finally she stabs him in the neck with a kitchen knife before he can fuck her with his robotic drill dick. But she's on top of him, and obviously that drill dick is there. So while on top of him, the man laughs fanatically as the couple licks on his face. Look at him. (laughs) Yeah. Before the girlfriend (laughs) dies after being drill fucked to death. And then later he's like, let's have a hot bath. You know, no, I mean,
2: I, I, the stuff that we were seeing with – so, like, at first it was weird because I thought, like, you know, we're seeing the guy laughing. I didn't realize, like, he's the guy that stuck the fucking thing in his leg. I'm thinking Salary Man is the one that stuck the thing in his leg. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. No, Salary Man the one that drove the car. Um, I was thinking, like, the, the little laughing guy is, like, this little dude, like, inside – Like certain
0: things,
2: (laughs) but I I guess the idea is that he's like taking over these people from like whatever distance it is. Like he's controlling the girl, you know. He's controlling his girlfriend Mm -hmm. at this point. So like whatever whatever powers he's gained, this is kind of like a fucking superhero supervillain origin story in a lot of ways.
1: Yes, yeah, Mm. I would completely agree with that. It is, Um, you know, and and whatever the fetishist uh, comes across and possesses. He takes them over, and we'll see that uh, later uh, with uh, the salaryman's girlfriend. Uh, now, here's but the then we we'll got to a right? flashback. Yeah, sure. He was
2: controlling the salaryman's girlfriend while the salaryman was fucking her.
0: Is it
4: gay? I, only if it's your dog. <laughs> I feel that... Um... And I just think it's funny that they refer to those, still in Japan, that they refer to all of those common workers as just as salary men. I think it's a really funny term.
1: As salary man.
0: <laughs>
1: we don't know what he does, he's a salary man. You know, he goes to work, he wears a suit, he has a briefcase. Salary man. Comes with all the powers to <laughs> run taxes and run bills and run payroll. <laughs> Extra H2O is not committed. <laughs> <You know>, salary man. <laughs> Love to get that for Christmas. Oh, my God. I got salary, man. This is so great. Thank you, Grandpa. I
3: finally have <laughs> salary, man. Then I can get secretary, <laughs> girl. <laughs> <laughs> HR <laughs> manager. The Tetsuo action figure line. Just a bunch of plumps of aluminum foil. And pieces of meat. And metal. Just a clump of meat
1: metal like a little, in a bag Just a little
2: piece of metal that you can squeeze like a zit to like make it pop on your mirror, dude. When well, that should explode on the mirror. You know, sometimes I've done that with like a fucking pimple, man. It's like the worst because you know, like there's a part of you that feels relieved that you got that nasty ass zit finally pop, but then you're also trying to like clean the mirror now, and that shit, sometimes it like takes a little bit to fucking get that crap off, oh. you know.
1: It's the worst. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I've popped zips in the mirror before, too, and I'm like, fuck, i got to clean all the pus off, and it takes so long because it doesn't want to get up. you got to get it right at and why does
3: it. Keep, why does it keep streaking? You've
1: got to get the rubbing alcohol That's, out. That's why, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like the glass cleaner's not getting it out. i got to get to the other side. <laughs> I don't want anybody to know my secret shame of popping zits in the mirror. Um, get the
3: fucking Matt, no mat mat Yeah, you know? now that we've all broadcasted on the radio. <laughs> I don't care.
0: <laughs> there's like three people watching right now. They don't
2: care. I'm a 45-year-old man. Believe me, man. There's plenty of things that I've done worse than fucking popping a zit all over a mirror, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's not even scratching the surface. <laughs> <laughs> like, like having a case of drill dick in the bathroom? <laughs> oh, no, of course.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: we cut to a flashback showing a doctor talking to a younger version of the fetishist who came to him with a piece of the metal in his head. The doctor says that he's amazed he's still alive and that it's impossible for him to remove the metal from his head. So just rock that jewelry, son. Oh, shit. yeah. Blee, blee. He's like, okay, I, I guess that's what I'll do. I'll just, I'll make it jewelry and just fucking so hang out with it. Um, so, later, we see that the Sour Man's transformation into the Iron Man is complete, now looking like a metallic version of Odorous Yorongis. And we see him push a pipe from his mouth and drips some <laughs> clear liquid into his dead girlfriend's body. He's laying in a bathtub filled with water and roses, and that's when he receives a phone call from the fetishist who tells the Iron Man that he's coming for him. It's revealed that the Sour Man's girlfriends girlfriend are the ones that stuck the fetishist with their car, struck him down, thought that he was dead, and they're like, oh, shit, we got to fucking take his body into the woods, but can we just, like, fuck first? Like, it's fine. Like, he's dead. Like, you know, it's, it, we're just going to bury him later, but let's just get our fuck on first. Oh, my God, if you're watching this, I don't know, but we need to fuck. <laughs> I would have
2: done the same thing.
1: Yeah, don't blame
2: him. Yeah. So, <laughs> fucking str- stressful situations like that can be an aphrodisiac.
1: Yeah, all of a sudden you're just super fucking horny. You see to fuck, like I'm, I wouldn't mind. I mean, I'd be like, oh but, shit, just oh, yeah, like that's you're relieved. Get a get clear this, head.
0: You know what I mean? Like
2: it's, it's it's like you know, let let's fucking do it. You know, your only worry as a guy, I guess, is whether or not like you have like performance failure because this fucking weird dude is watching you. But I mean, <laughs> you know, that, that would I mean be that's guy, what like, happened. to me at all.
1: I mean, that's what I know. What you did last summer or had to have. Like, as soon as they hit that guy with the car, I'm like, oh, my God, what did we do? What did we do? It's like, oh, my God, you have a fucking heart on Let's fuck. And then we just we'll missed that deleted them. scene. We
2: we'll forced <laughs> you know? yes. them to, like, really, like, unite them so they can never turn on each other, you know? Like, not, what, not, like, not like only like it? And that, and that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> like in the book, you know? <laughs> How to really unite him And this way when he's like I know what you did last summer It's not that you fucking Killed the fisherman I know you fucked the, uh, You know Ryan Phillips <laughs> I know you fucked Freddie Prince Jr Yeah
1: while well, your girlfriend's watching. <laughs> like, there's Jennifer Lopfield Are you guys done yet? Nope Wait <laughs> a second This is getting at our feelings <laughs> We like, we're kinda of bored now. Can we put it? Goes back off. No, no. But in a
2: minute, we actually need to look at you, you know, while we're doing it to
1: kind hey, of You know, I think,
2: I think I kinda like this I think I kinda like this a little bit more. More than I like Jennifer Love Hewlett. Oh damn Freddie Prince Junior.
3: Nope, not you. At least not you. at least Freddie Prince Prin- Junior makes facial expressions. Good luck getting that out of Jennifer Loves Hewlett. <laughs>
1: But what he does not Professor Junior has one expression And it's fucking I'm tired and I'm going to cry That's his only expression
2: Professor <laughs> Junior's fucking What expression Is I'm confused Okay that's what it is <laughs> I don't right. know what the fuck is going on <laughs> Around me at any given point
0: He,
1: he smelled the fart does not where it's coming from And he's upset about it That's, that's his expression
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: It is the mystery fart look it yeah, didn't come
2: from my a, ass I swear
1: <laughs> It's like a ghost fart And all of a sudden he's like oh my god And then he starts fucking tearing up And that's fucking his expression for all his fucking movies
0: Doesn't matter what it is
1: Scooby Doo down Crying, the earth everybody's fucking, blaming I knew he did the last summer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just didn't know what's going on It's not so bad <laughs> So The oh, first just makes I his way fuck. to the Iron Man's apartment mm mm-hmm. <laughs> So the menace just makes his way to Iron Man's apartment, um, and then he starts making everything metal all around the apartment, turning the pipes into metal, and then also turning his cat into a real fucking King Midas metal. And the cat's like, Meow! I'm like, that's fucking crazy shit. I fucking love it when the cat turns into metal. For some fucking reason, the cat's completely fucking metal. Um, and he possesses the body of the dead girlfriend and attacks the Iron Man eventually emerging into his true form. The fetishist easily overpowers the Iron Man and shows him a post-apocalyptic vision of the new world, the Earth consumed by metal. A flight ensues, and the fetishist, with rockets on his bare feet, chases the Iron Man across the city, who knows that for some fucking reason, the Iron Man has very much Tony Stark helmet on his face. Before briefly being incapacitated by a vision from his childhood, where the fetishist is repeatedly beaten by a man with a metal rod that became embedded into his head. This scene was fucking MTV, back in the late '80s, early '90s. Like, that's what it meant. Like that's like I felt like I was watching MTV. <clears throat> Those little shorts that they would play in between the music videos and the shows, like this oh, yeah. weird stop motion yeah. shit.
0: Yeah, they yeah, to the, yeah. Look the the, the, the stop motion bumpers. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It felt yeah, like the, a weird uh, like yeah. thing, like, you know, you're watching a back in the day.
2: It's funny, too, though, because, like, you know, like there's, there's a, a, a recent cartoon series that, that was, like, uh, at the height of its popularity not too long ago uh, was uh, My Hero Academia, and there is actually a character
4: My Secret who, Identity?
2: Uh, yes, My, my Secret no. Identity, uh, <laughs> who his, his quirk, which is what they call superpowers in that you know, in that universe, uh, is called Engine. And he has little engine things that come out the back of his legs just like this that are what give him the ability to run fast. So it was, it was cool to see where the possible inspiration for, the, for that character had come from. I, his name might even be Tetsuo, if, I, if I'm remembering it correctly.
1: Uh, and I guess it was also an era <laughs>
0: Tetsuo?
3: Yeah. Because what does
1: Tetsuo
0: yes, actually
3: Tetsuo, mean? Te, does that actually Tetsuo mean? Tetsuo actually I mean? means Iron It actually does mean Iron Man in Japanese. Oh. Is, yeah, that's
4: the
3: actual, that. actual so that, translation.
1: I was going to say, because they never really say the name Tetsuo in the movie, except for the title card. that we get earlier that it's Tetsuo. But I was like, what does it mean? Like, I, I know it's called the Iron Man, but I guess you're right. You know, it's in Japanese, uh, Tetsuo. But they have an ultimate battle around the city, eventually reaching an old warehouse where they have their final confrontation where it's just like, hey, we're just going to do stop motion from here on out. So (laughs) we are just going to show this battle (laughs) where they are metal on metal, merging with each other and fighting the entire way. And it's like, okay, are they going to become two becomes one? Are they going to become wrapped up into each other? Is one going to beat the other? Um, Not quite the case. (laughs) <laughs> in this movie, they they combine. Uh, kind of like a weird Voltron and, uh, you know, Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, we're, yeah,
3: they we're, do. Weird metal hentai <laughs> combined. Oh, ultimately, what
2: I took at the end of all of this was that this movie was really like a homosexual fantasy. That, that yeah, fetishes, I can see that. You know, it sort of. was turned on by watching you know, them, bang, after after hitting him with their car and then ditching his body, and then therefore, like, he spent the rest of the movie trying to fuck the salary man, which he succeeds in by the but, end.
1: Yes, yeah. He's, he's, he's bi. I would say maybe he's bi. Maybe he likes both. He knows. Um, but yeah, it's like that complete, like, there was so much stop motion happening at the end. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, like is he defeating him? Are they combining? Like you don't really know because it's just happening. They to were actually back.
3: merging into. They were actually merging into one another. He was is what him was himself. going on? That's, so that's
1: what I, I
0: thought.
1: thought. You know where I think that you know the seller man got the fucking bitter end of the deal because he's stuck on the bottom with just his fucking teeth exposed. <laughs> hey, he got where, to be the bottom.
3: <laughs> you know. Oh. <laughs> I
1: mean, where, do gotta, the, where do the fetishes get? <clears throat> where do the fetishes get the fucking gun? Like I started cracking up when I saw that scene when they're just zipping around the fucking city and he's fucking waving his gun. Around. I was like, where the fuck did he get the gun? All of a sudden he has this fucking <laughs> huge fucking weapon that he's just waving around as they're cruising around the city. Yeah.
3: Like they don't understand And, that and then they've, and, <laughs> and then that the, now they mold it into this one giant mass, and so they're supposed to take over the world, you know. And he's got the, you know, and yeah, the fetishist is on the top, you know. Salary man is on the bottom. There's this big jumbled up mess. It's supposed to be four cannons that are, you know, coming out the front, but they're actually t- tailpipes from old Yamaha motorcycles. <laughs> oh, of course, you know that.
0: <laughs> yes.
3: I do <laughs> but, but yeah It's like And now We have this thing Where it's It it's literally looks like Just a fucked up Parade float now <laughs> Rolling down the street yeah. like, like, a, a weird, like a Like a Like a A plastic tank That got thrown Into the microwave And it's all melty <laughs> It's just this Big ass mess And
1: There are no people Outside <laughs> Nope no people going, what the fuck is that? Like, what? Oh, they would have to Why is this huge fucking metal mask? I was like, I wanted some guy to walk outside and be like, all right, I'm going to work. Oh, my God, what the fuck is that? Nope, we didn't get that. <laughs> they're just cruising around the back streets of Japan, you know, and for some reason, you know, the fetishist has a gun that he's just waving around as it cruises around. Um, but now they are one, and now they're on the kind of same wavelength of what they need to do. Because, of course, the fetishist wants to turn the world into metal. And the salaryman now combines. he's like, that's an interesting idea. Like, what? <laughs>
0: Why? What is this?
3: <laughs>
1: Autobots, like, We're done. roll
3: out.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But as soon as he fucking says, I want to turn the world into metal, and the salaryman's like, that's an interesting idea. We're done. What else is he going to do?
0: <laughs> he's attached to him.
1: <laughs> I just I was like this is the greatest way to fucking end a movie it's like yeah nope we're not going to explain anything they're together now they're both evil we don't know like yeah <laughs> I don't know It's a, it was the greatest way to end the movie I I fucking loved it and it's only an hour fucking long <laughs> I was like oh it's an hour and seven minutes I was like yeah that's right you know I remember watching it back in the day and I'm like this is a fucking short movie uh, but I was like at least the racer had as fucked up as it is, it was a little longer. I mean, it was like an hour and a half. And it was also David Lynch being experimental and enjoying himself. But um, I just – I love that movie. Maybe I'll make it my pick one of these days in the show Eraserhead. I've show on it
2: a number of times, so.
1: Yeah, me too. I, I don't know if it's it's worthy enough to talk about, you know, for an episode. But after watching Tetsuo, I'm like, Maybe. I mean you know, you gotta see how weird David Lynch gets at times. Um, but you know, that is Tetsuo, the Iron Man. Again, short movie, experimental
4: The uh, Iron Man. But I I it's one of those movies where
1: it's like I feel like it's one of those movies where I feel like if you're looking for something different, like if you just go into it completely blind knowing nothing about it, I think you might enjoy it. Like I think there's some things to enjoy about Tetsuo. You know, the stop motion, all the metal, all just the weird shit. But, you know, it, it's a certain vibe. You know, you have to be ready for it. Um, that's uh, one of those things that we didn't bring up earlier in horror news uh, with the Dean, but a movie like Marink that came out um, for a week in theaters based off a $15,000 budget ended up raking in $890,000 And it's a weird experimental movie, and people are like, "Yeah, it's not for everybody, but you might like it." So, that's how I feel about Tetsuo. Like, it's definitely not for everybody. It's not a winning your movie. Um, You just have to be in the right mind for seeing a movie like this, just to see what somebody can create. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
3: Yeah, but uh, the other thing though is we see so many horror movies for the show. You know, and and we break them down. You know, go, go deep into them, and it's and yeah. I can also see where it's like, all you know, where <laughs> we kind of get into that point of the the same mindset of you know, m- movie critics and music critics and all that kind of stuff is because we've seen so much and we delve so much into it and stuff like that. It's like when you come across something like this, it's nice to come across something fresh cleanse the palate, you know, and just be like, okay, that was definitely something different, you know. (laughs) It it was definitely something unique. Cool. You know, and now we can get back into some other shit, you know. But, you know, every once in a while you need to have something like that for the palate.
1: Well, I completely agree. And that's why I was kind of excited because after we covered Possession, I was like, it's a good movie, and then we're going to go into Tetsuo. And I'm like, all right, so palate cleanser time. Let's get into something (laughs) fucking weird. Like, let's just have fun, and we'll talk about this fucking weird fucking movie, Um, and that's what I love about our show, is that we all have our different vibes, all of our different flavors, um, you know, and I am definitely going into 2023 with a show just picking movies that I fucking love, and if you guys don't like it, that's okay, (laughs) you know, but we're still going to talk about it, hopefully I have some things to surprise you with, but Speaking of picks. Last half on the left. Next list. week, the pick is. this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: What do you have for us being made? What do we talk about next week? Uh,
4: so, we are going to uh, get a little contemporary. Uh, okay. We're going to watch the uh, vampire Netflix movie from 2022 with Jamie Foxx called Day Shift.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I oh. watched it. Looking forward to breaking it down. Um, no, I, I like that you picked that because I think it's going to be good for the show. So, Snoop Dogg, Jamie Foxx, Vampires, what the fuck. Um, yeah, let's let's do something different. I like it. I like it. 2023, 2023 is going to be good for talking terror. For, we're just gonna just pick get, shit that we like mental. and see how it goes. <laughs> um, first time watch, Dean, or have you seen it early?
4: Uh, this is a first time watch.
1: There we go. All right. I always feel like the odd fucking man out where I'm like, have you seen it? Uh, I have. Have you guys? Uh, yeah, that's that's how my brain works. Uh, well, yeah, yeah I,
2: I haven't. I haven't seen it either. So. I, uh, all right.
1: So.
3: Cool. I have a uh, you ever you seen it? Well. Monkey, you know monkey Virgin eyes. Yeah.
2: Of course, I was avoiding movie. it
3: because because of, of Jamie Fox. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh come on, he was Bray Charles. He did great in that movie. Love exactly. that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, only,
0: so only only movie only
3: movie I ever fucking like Jamie Fox in was Booty Call. That was it.
0: That movie's fucking
3: great. <laughs> I love fucking Booty Call. That is like a great fucking comedy. But I'll yeah. So,
1: but that's fun. Fucking, movie. I also liked him in Ray. Like, I, I bring up Ray because he was great. And he was good as Electro. I actually finally got no. around to seeing that. He was Spider-Man good in movie. Collateral. You know uh, collateral is another good one. I hated Tom Cruise in that movie. Love Jamie Fox. He
4: was good in Any <laughs> Given Sunday. Uh, that's
1: debatable. Al Pacino stole that fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jamie Fox didn't have a chance. <laughs> the Kingdom
2: he was in as a. Uh... A special agent looking after the fight. They were trying yeah. to find the guys behind uh,
4: 9/11.
2: But that was yeah, the, he
1: was in that
4: movie too. one
2: as well.
1: Yeah, I remember that yeah, one.
4: Yes, so, yes, yeah, I think yeah, I've I seen. I think I saw that. I think you are correct about that.
1: So he I'm was great about, uh, as
4: Daddy Warbucks
2: in the Annie remake.
3: Oh, geez. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. No, the good or just not, no, the no the the is being sarcastic as fuck. <laughs>
1: oh,
0: I mean, I've seen the
1: original Annie.
2: Never. I no. actually watched the.
1: Uh, I actually watched that recently. The uh, the original Annie. Um, for some reason, I was like, I want to check it out because Tim Curry's in
3: You watched a family film.
1: <laughs> I did, because somebody told me that Tim Curry was in Annie. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah. really? I was like, all right, I might want to watch this. And yeah. the movie was terrible, but Tim Curry was fucking great as Rooster. Bakak, bakak, bakak! I, was like, yeah. I was like, all right, so if he steals this fucking movie. I just want to see more of him in this movie. And we didn't. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I watched Annie and was like, all right, it's not bad. But I think Kelly Savalas should have been her fucking adopted father, and he wasn't. I forget who the
3: actor was, but... I was like Telly is uh, I don't think I don't think Telly Savalas can sing and dance. <laughs> not like you that. Don't give him no credit. <laughs> Who loves you, baby? I mean, uh, <laughs> we're not talking this, like Players Club commercials here. I, I know, I know,
0: Curry
2: was great as Rooster. But for me, Carol Burnett steals the show in that fucking movie, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, She she was great as Mr. Hannigan. Hannigan the entire time. It's fucking phenomenal, man.
0: (laughs) Yes. Has I actually
3: fallen into a bathtub full of bathtub gin? (laughs) Dean,
4: uh, classic uh, Dean of Horror trivia, uh, the Dean once performed in a uh, children's production play of Annie playing the role of... (laughs) Oh Mrs. shit! Where oh,
2: were you? I was gonna
0: say I'd I love be daddy to see that video.
4: If it <laughs> 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 you
1: gotta find that video. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm trying to expand my palate, you know, with with different things. So I'm trying to get into the musical a little bit because I want to. Um, so yeah, Annie was Ooh, then, uh, the first. Oh movie. man,
3: you you don't worry, the ghoul and I can hook you up with some Bollywood shit. You let us know when you're ready. I, <laughs>
1: I didn't say Bollywood. I just said musicals because I don't like musicals. Yeah. So I kind of want to.
3: There's no better musicals than it. Bollywood films, man. Well, you
1: know, if you <laughs> have it's like well. normal fucking musical rec- recommends, I will check them out. But I don't know about Bollywood just yet. Like, let me get my repo. toes. Genetic the musicals.
3: Opera. Oh, God, no.
1: I love that one. Oh, though. I love fucking Repo. Oh, so, God. Yeah.
3: Oh, Saw my that God. that
1: one. movie's Loved so it. bad.
3: Oh, Anthony Michael Head so is how so good bad? in it. It's so fucking bad. It's so bad. It's really, <laughs> really bad. Oh, my God. Movie, <laughs> really fucking that's bad. How, the lyrics, that's how the lyrics are in that entire fucking movie.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? I agree to about disagree this? because I love Repo the I fucking love it. So we will agree to disagree and we'll have to discuss that on Friday night. But anyway... So, next week, we're talking about the Dean's Stone Pick of the Week, Day Shift, starring Jimmy Fox, and we'll get into that. So, Dean, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Why don't you go ahead and spend oh, it's yourself like off? It my pleasure. My pleasure. My pleasure is always. All right. Excellent. So, Mad Monkey, thank you so much for joining us for Solo. We'll see you back there next week for Day Shift. Go ahead and send yourself
3: off. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night.
1: Ghoul, this is your pick. I love that we talked about it, Tetsuo. We'll let's see you back here next week for Day Shift. Go ahead and sign yourself well, off. Well,
2: keep it mushy-wooshy, everybody, and stay safe. Mushy, mushy
1: mushy, mushy. <laughs> And as for me, I'm your old pal, the king of horror, Angie G., thanking you so much for listening to this episode of Tetsuo. We're going to be here back next week for the Bean's Pick of Day Shift. Hail, Satan. Hail, yourselves, hail, Odorous. Keep America strong. Watch horror movies. Check out Infinity Pool. It's in theaters this weekend. We'll see you back here next week.